I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand, so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worsiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 107, and today I'm going to talk about beauty contests. Yes? Uh, Does that seem weird? Are you intrigued? Okay, so to be more specific, I'm going to discuss why jewelry marketing is not a beauty contest. To find out what I mean, keep listening to this episode. As a side note, this will be my last episode of 2020, but don't worry, I'll be back in 2021 with lots more informative content. I have so many things planned and I can't wait to share them with you. I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to the new year, which will be full of possibilities and potential. Before we get to the focus of this episode, as usual, I wanna share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. So first, Search Engine Journal recently shared an excellent article about SEO and how misspelled keywords can negatively impact your search position. So in the past, it was kind of an SEO trick to purposely misspell some SEO keywords in order to potentially reach searchers who were accidentally misspelling those words in Google searches. But over the years, search engines have definitely gotten better at understanding what words mean. As a result, properly or purposely misspelling your SEO keywords or even accidentally misspelling them can really hurt your search engine rankings. Make sure you're proofreading your work when you're creating any content that could potentially impact your search engine rankings. Social Media Today recently shared 25 predictions for social media marketing in 2020. Which ones did I find the most interesting and relevant for jewelry brands? Well, first the article predicts that, quote, Instagram will look to continue the development of its shopping tools in order to further encourage habitual shopping behavior. Expect Instagram to add advanced one-click purchasing, end quote. Furthermore, they predict that the Instagram home feed will change, putting more focus on stories and less focus on the main Instagram feed. What do you think about these predictions? Do you feel prepared for the possibility that they may actually be true? And finally, Think With Google recently shared some tips for having a flexible marketing plan in times of uncertainty. What do they suggest? Well, get used to being nimble and pivoting frequently. Always understand how you add value to the marketplace. Stay on top of emerging trends, no matter how quickly they're changing. And finally, Make decisions quickly. This is the one that I see the most small business owners struggle with. When it comes to marketing, you need to learn how to be a decisive leader in your business. Indecision means stagnation. If you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can always sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up, and you'll get a digest with the links every time a new episode drops. Okay, let's get to the main point of this episode. So I recently stumbled upon a really interesting article um, by Josh Hayes from Liftoff, and there was a great quote in it. So he says, quote, creatives aren't a beauty contest, so let performance drive your ad appearance decisions. 
Oftentimes, the best performing creatives run counterintuitive to what we might think because they aren't necessarily the most aesthetic. We see this time and time again, end quote. I completely agree with Josh's assertion about creatives, which are actually the photos and videos that brands use in their Facebook and Instagram ads. When I build a Facebook advertising campaign for a client, I'm actually not necessarily looking for the client's most beautiful photo and video assets. In fact, the beautiful photos are usually the ones that perform the worst in advertisements, if you can believe that. They tend to look too polished and therefore unrelatable to target customers. Instead, I look for creative that's unique, memorable, engaging, and something that will inspire emotion or cause a Facebook or Instagram user to stop in his or her tracks. That photo or video will probably not be the quote unquote beautiful one. It's kind of difficult for me to articulate that I'm going to say this wrong, je ne sais quoi, about effective ad creative because it it just comes from the experience of looking at many, many Facebook ads and also paying attention to ads in my own Facebook and Instagram feeds. In managing my clients' Facebook ads, I also see on a daily basis what does and does not engage Facebook and Instagram users. However, I can offer a few general guidelines that will help you choose the right ad creative, so you're not always just relying on the beautiful options. According to stats about Facebook from Social Report, quote, 350 million photos are uploaded every day, with 14.58 million photo uploads per hour, 243,000 photo uploads per minute, and 4,000 photo uploads per second, end quote. If you want to stand out from the crowd, and trust me, it's a big crowd, you're going to have to do better than beautiful. So follow these best practices. First, you're going to want to tell a story and capture emotion. Telling a story and capturing a user's emotions is actually extremely difficult to do with only a single image, a carousel of images, or even a 15-second video. Many of my clients who try to manage Facebook ads on their own really underestimate the challenge of basically having to communicate everything about their brand with very little digital real estate. However, the more you can tell the story of your brand or make the casual newsfeed scroller feel something, the better chance you have at earning a click. Two, don't try to clutter your ad with excessive text. If you try to put too much text on the image itself, then Facebook will likely reject your ad. However, even if you are able to get your text-heavy graphic past Facebook's AI screening process, you'll still want to avoid doing that in general. A few words may be appropriate for some campaigns, but you'll only want to use text sparingly and with an intentional strategy behind it. Three, give them something they can't ignore. Consider your own browsing habits on Facebook and Instagram. You're likely scrolling and only partially paying attention to what you see. But what makes you stop and click? What are the things you just can't ignore? Your ad creative should be the thing that a user can't ignore, even if that person knows absolutely nothing about your brand. What can you show them to inspire them to sacrifice a few precious minutes of their time? Next, you'll want to create visual contrast and use color. 
So a typical Facebook feed involves a lot of blue and white with pops of color from images and graphics. Instagram is similarly stark. If your Facebook creative is blending into the background, then I hate to say it, but no one's gonna notice you. Be sure to use color strategically and to include visual contrast in your photos and videos. Your photos should be eye-catching even when they're being displayed at a small size. Next, you'll wanna avoid clutter and keep it simple. In the composition of the images or videos themselves, you'll really wanna keep things simple. Make your jewelry products or the models the center of attention. Avoid distracting backgrounds or trying to cram too much stuff into the frame. You don't wanna overwhelm your target customer with too much visual information or too small details that they can't see. Next, you'll wanna consider your ad placements. When you do create your ad campaign, you'll have the option to choose between automatic and manual placements. I always recommend manual placements since you have more control over how to display your creatives. The word placement refers to where your ad is being shown, like for example, on the Instagram newsfeed, in an Instagram story, or on the Facebook newsfeed. To learn more about all the different placements, you can check out Facebook's official documentation. A creative that might work really well on Instagram may actually not work as well on Facebook, but you'll have to do some testing to know for sure. Next, you'll wanna consider your personas. Not only will you wanna potentially cons consider different images and videos for the different ad placements, but you may also wanna consider different creative for all your customer personas. For example, let's pretend that one of your personas is a busy mom while another persona is a fitness-loving woman. You would not use the same creative for both. You'll also wanna try user-generated content for more authenticity. Authentic creatives tend to perform the best for Facebook and Instagram ads. One of the easiest ways to get authentic content is to source it from the customers who wear your jewelry. You can partner with an influencer or an actual current customer to get high quality content from them. Your prospective customers will be way more likely to trust that social proof. And finally, you'll wanna reflect your brand. Above all, you want your creatives to reflect your brand. You can do that by incorporating your brand color palette and trying to communicate the emotions and values that your brand represents. At the end of the day, you can never assume you know what your customers will like. You'll need to test multiple creatives with the same caption in order to ultimately decide which image or video is resonating the best with the customers you'd like to reach. Time and time again, I'm surprised by the data, but hey, the data doesn't lie. You shouldn't put your ad spend behind an image or video you think is pretty when your target customers are actually responding to an image or video that maybe isn't your personal favorite. When choosing creative, you have to remain open-minded and think about the customer first, putting aside your own preferences and biases. So what do you think about all that? You can always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A, -S -S at joyjoya.com with your questions, comments, and feedback. As a reminder, my new book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, is now published and ready to ship. If you'd like to learn more about the book and how you can order your own copy, please visit joyjoya.com book. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com, where you can download our free ebook, 
proven conversion strategies for e-commerce jewelry retailers.